1: So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your
0: me
2: moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30% on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease it's monday november 2nd i'm oscar ramirez from the daily
0: dive podcast in los angeles and this is Reopening America. One of the numbers that public health experts have not been able to get a handle on is exactly how many people have recovered from COVID-19. There's no agreed-upon standard definition for a coronavirus recovery, so each state counts it a different way, and some states don't even track the number at all. Sarah Toy, health and science reporter at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for how many people we think have recovered and why experts think that number is way off. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thanks for having me. We're always collecting data throughout this pandemic to try to learn more about COVID-19 and how to respond to it so our public health agencies can respond to this. One of the interesting things that you wrote about is how many people have recovered from COVID-19? And the answer is nobody really knows. I guess the conventional wisdom is you get it, you get better, you're recovered from it. But when it comes to these official tallies, Again, as we've been going throughout this pandemic with many other of these numbers, every state counts it differently or has different classifiers to count it differently. And really, the result is that nobody knows exactly how many people have recovered from this, especially when it comes to people that are like these long haulers who experience symptoms for months sometimes. So it all gets very confusing. So Sarah, try to help us navigate this question of how many people have recovered from COVID-19.
3: Honestly, I wish I could help more, but, you know, you're right in saying that it is a very confusing question. So, I mean, if you look at any of the popular COVID-19 trackers, like the Hopkins Dashboard or the COVID Tracking Project, you know, you'll see that they report metrics like death, hospitalization, uh, number of cases, things that, you know, you and I might hear on a day-to-day basis when you're watching the news or reading a newspaper. What you might not know is that there is a category called recovered cases. And basically it's there, but a lot of the public health experts that we spoke to and public health officials said it's just something that they ignore because it is so confusing and it tells them so little essentially. So first of all, you know, there are a couple problems. First off, there's no standard definition for recovery. So like you said, states report it differently. Some states don't report it at all. And secondly, like you also said, when you think about recovery, we think about someone who's been sick. But as since return to baseline, feels all better. You and I know that that's not the case for a lot of COVID-19 patients. They are feeling terrible weeks or months after getting COVID-19. And so that kind of all makes the concept of recovery really hard to pin down and tracking it just really, really hard.
0: According to some of these trackers, we have about 8.9 million coronavirus cases in the United States so far, And according to some of the trackers, as we mentioned, about 3.5 million have recovered. But experts say that, you know, this number is way off, most likely in the millions. So let's talk a little bit about how states do classify a recovery, how they do define it. And as we mentioned, a lot of states do it a different way. And in your article, you mentioned Michigan and Texas as some differing ways to classify it.
3: So, for instance, Michigan defines recovered cases as the number of people who got a confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis, who are alive 30 days after symptoms. So for Texas, basically, they estimate recoveries. They use this very complex formula. It subtracts out deaths, other things. It assumes it takes 32 days for people to recover who have been in the hospital and then 14 days for people who weren't in the hospital. You know, those are two very different definitions. And then there are places like Florida and California that don't track them at all saying that, you know, it's too complex and what we have right now doesn't really capture recovery. The COVID Tracking Project takes every state's tallies, if they report them, and they add them together to get this sort of national number. But, of course, it's missing the states that don't report them. And for the states that do, it's all different how they track recoveries.
0: And why would this number be important? Obviously, it helps us gauge the progress that we're going through, right? You know, people are getting sick, but they're also recovering. And, you know, that's also a point that we miss, especially when we talk about in the media, you know, you just keep seeing that number constantly rise of cases. But there are people who are getting better from this. So there's that part of it. But why would it help public health officials to really know how many people are recovering?
3: When we spoke to public health officials, they sort of thought what we have right now isn't super helpful, but knowing the course of recovery and just kind of figuring out how long it takes for people to recover and how many people are recovered in this city versus another, it could be helpful in kind of guiding clinical guidelines. It could be helpful in public health messaging and figuring out where to allocate resources. So it is something that could be helpful if we found a good way to track it.
0: And a lot of those same experts were calling for some type of national strategy, I guess, at least some standardized way to count them. That way we can all get on track. I mean, it's the same thing that we went through when trying to track the number of deaths from COVID-19. Every state does it differently too. And we get all these different types of numbers.
3: One of the people I talked to, Dr. Oscar Allen, who's chief of programs and services at the National Association of County and City Health Officials, he basically said without a standard definition for COVID-19 recovery, there isn't a way to compare data between counties or cities You can't really tell people living in these places are recovering. That would be really useful if we could have it. But it's really hard to get, given how many people are sick. And it would just be really difficult to track over time. And we understand that.
0: Sarah Toy, health and science reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us.
3: Yeah, of course. Thank you.
0: I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget, that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive Podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing smart metabolic burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat.